Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Stephen Pfeiffer, and this is another episode of Guilty Pleasure Movies. Hey gang, I know it's only been a couple days, but it does feel like forever. I'm like that clingy boyfriend, I just won't stay away. Anyways, on this episode, Van Damme Entertaining Month keeps on kicking. We're talking 1995's Sudden Death. We have Van Damme as a firefighter, a professional hockey player, and he kills the team mascot. We'll talk that and more, plus what makes this a guilty pleasure movie. But first, let's jam. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Nineteen ninety-five, a good year. You had the Rachel haircut. You had Michael Jordan coming back to basketball, and of course OJ. Anyways, back to sudden death. This movie stars, of course, Van Dam as the good guy, and for the bad guy, we've got Powers Booth, an actor I honestly wasn't real familiar with before I'd actually seen this movie when I was younger, but. He did star in some other titles, such as Rapid Fire, which is one I do enjoy. That has Brandon Lee, R.I.P. Um, he also starred in Tombstone, uh, and both Sin City films, which are both great, of course. Um, you've also got Van Damme's son in this film. It's played by the kid from Sleepless in Seattle. Looked him up. That's literally what he is, the kid from Sleepless in Seattle. And, and then this, Van Damme's son. Um, it was written by a guy named Jin Quintano. Um, basically, he is known for this, as well as some of the Police Academy sequels. Not the first one. Not a good franchise, but the first being the best. The sequels, of course, sucked, and he was the one that created them. Um, he also directed a little title called Loaded Weapon 1. That is a to-be-continued. That movie is great. It is mostly a parody film, but it also is just a classic little cult film that is awesome. It is directed by... Uh, Sudden Death That Is is directed by Peter Hyams... Uh, he directed a couple of films called Stay Tuned that does star John Ritter. That's a great film. I loved that as a kid. Just a silly fucking movie. Uh, he get, John Ritter gets sucked into a satellite. He's a couch potato. And just all hell ensues. Literally so. It's awesome. Um, he also directed a couple of other Van Damme titles, including Time Cop, which is probably one of my all-time favorites of his. A lot of personal reasons why I do love that. And um, I'll dive more into that in the future, guys. I promise. That's definitely a to-be-continued uh, but Peter Himes also directed End of Days with Arnold. So he did direct some pretty solid action flicks. At one point in time, I did check out his you know, filmography, and there's not much you know, in the in modern day. So uh, anyway, Sudden Death did have a pretty solid budget for the time of $35 million. So it was, wasn't bad. You know, they were working some, a few bucks there. They could do you know, a few good effects if they needed to. You know, CGI wasn't all the big rave at that time, so they were going to put a lot of the shit into explosives, of course. 
Um, so they de definitely maximized that in this film. Uh, it did end up grossing worldwide 64. In the U.S., it was a fucking box office bomb for sure. But it overall, I mean, it made some money. I mean, thanks, thank God Van Damme is popular overseas because <laughs> that's definitely where they got their money back in this one. But um, it was the biggest Van Damme film that had the biggest budget that is for any of his films um, up until that up to that point that is until Universal sold to the return of, uh, at 1999, which had 45 million. But that film grossed literally 10 million dollars. And so that that at that point, that's when Van Damme literally was on his, you know, his total decline at that point career wise shit had just hit the fan years before that and it was just it was a hot mess so but this is one of the films sudden death that you get to see you know he still looks solid he's in good shape he's kicking ass taking names and you know still making quality films at that point you know basically you know when this film does have some of that star appeal um you know time cop and street fighter were two of the biggest hits right up until this point you know still kind of reflecting on the budgets and things and the, the gross uh, Time Cop and Street Fighter did make $100 million each worldwide, so those were his two biggest hits. And then it was this, Sudden Death. <laughs> and the, you know, pretty big gap, you know, $64 million up to $100 million. so he just didn't have a lot of big hits in, you know, in that other range in between there. So it's either he was just not making shit, or he had some pretty decent little hits in there. Um, the Quest and Maximum Risk you know, were right after this. You know, they made about $50 million each. So he was still doing pretty fucking solid in the mid-90s, you know, getting into the end of the millennium there. So it was a great stretch. But then he did have some little fucking shit titles like Double Team and Knockoff. Those are films I still in my heart do enjoy in a weird way, but they are just crap. They made $11 million and $10 million respectively, and the budget was way over that. So at that point, Van Damme... You know, through Sudden Death, he was a fucking, you know, star. A couple other films after that, you know, they're like, all right, you know, we're not making as much, but we're still, you know, bank, you're bankable at this point. Then after that, fucking just nothing. He was costing studios money left and right. And so that's when he did end up going to the directed video DVD market until Expendables 2. So this is why Sudden Death is somewhat historical for Van Damme's career. It was kind of one of the last movies that was of quality, you know, production values, and being a theatrical release, and being an enjoyable film, most of all. Um, so, a little trivia. Arnold and Sly, as well as Bruce Willis, all turned down the role to star in this movie. That feels like the case for a lot of Van Damme's career in the 90s for his action flicks, specifically. If it was martial arts, you know, Van Damme's the dude. But if, there was, if it was an action title... Now, you know, Van Damme, he's fourth on the list pretty much, you know, usually, sometimes a little lower, maybe a little higher, but he, you know, Arnold's the guy, then you got Sly, and then there's some other dudes mixed in there, um, but, you know, we just kind of, if they use Van Damme, they're going to find a way to get the splits in, of course, so if you're going to get an action flick, you're going to get some splits in there when Van Damme stars, it's just the fucking way it is. Um, wish This film was shot during an NHL lockout, the National Hockey League, no, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I did want to do some research for this film. Uh, lockout being where the players just say, fuck this, we're going home, we're not getting paid enough, or, you know, shit is just not the way we want it, and so they have to, you know, collectively get together and agree on some shit with owners and whatever the case is. But anyway, so they didn't get to use any, like, a lot of any real stars. There are some, but not really a, a bunch, and I apologize, I couldn't even really recognize these guys, I'm, they're definitely on the cast list, if you want to know more, you might spot some if you're a big hockey fan, 
I was disappointed there was no Wayne Gretzky. I do know a little bit about hockey, and Wayne Gretzky's the guy, but of course I think he wasn't going to fuck around and waste his time with this title. But, uh, you know, reflecting a lot more on this title, the poster and the cover art, you know, I mean, looking at that, they're very generic. They're just okay. They're nothing specific. It was another, you know, cover that just had a little minimal little action point, you know, something blowing up and, you know, on the bottom left corner or whatever, big, big, big old picture of fucking Van Damme's face with a big cut bleeding. What That's usually the way it was, but this one, there was nothing that really stood out about it. But I did go ahead and watch a trailer because it had been a while since I had seen this film. just wanted to kind of get myself pumped up for it. And it was actually pretty good. I mean, it starts with the whole... That, that hey song, you know, and you got a lot of bad guys with bombs and they want some money and they're holding 17,000 people hostage, basically, is what it breaks down to. And there's only one man that knows all this and can fucking bring down the bad guys. And that's Van Damme, of course. The The trailer made it look like it had a you know pretty solid production value with some good effects mixed in. The plot just looked somewhat okay from what you could gather, and to me personally, I didn't think it was a really well-known cast, so I was like, yeah, you know, thank God Van Damme's in this shit, otherwise it would not be anything I'd probably bother with, but uh, it does. the trailer does sum it up, you know, you know what to get, you know, when you're walking in there, there's not going to be a ton of surprises, but it's a, it's a Van Damme flick, so, you know, spoiler, he kills the bad guy, you know. Good night, guys. <laughs> no, just kidding. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into the start of the film. We'll go ahead and, like I said, talk the highs, the lows, uh, what I love about the movie and what makes it a guilty pleasure movie specifically, and then do an overview. So anyways, the film does start, uh, start with an opening shot. Excuse me. but It does start with an opening shot. Not a shot, but a shot. Uh, firefighters putting out some fire. Uh, they're loading up some motherfuckers in an ambulance. It's a really sad, tragic scene, unfortunately. And there's just smoke roaring out of fucking the house, literally everywhere. People can't get near it because they'll just cough their fucking lungs up. So you got some firefighters in there trying to save the day. We see that Van Dam is one of the firefighters. Unfortunately, though, all you hear is him yelling for help. He's got that fucking thick accent, so it's a little tough to make out exactly what he's saying. But we do cut to him uh, with you know with him being stuck under some rubble and some debris. He's got a girl trapped under him. They need help. He's stuck. He just fucking can't get it. I mean, this guy is usually amazing, but unfortunately, rubble is his weakness. It's his kryptonite. So, um, you know, some of the other guys do arrive, but it's just not quite in time because, you know, the girl does die, unfortunately, and it is in Van Damme's arms. Then we immediately cut to a screen that says, two years later, game day. So... Not really sure what happened in between. You know, you definitely figure that Van Damme's had it pretty rough up to this point. But anyways, it's game day. So, I mean, something to look forward to, of course. And we have a four-hour countdown. So not much time to go. We do have a shot inside the ESPN studio, which is kind of interesting to see how they're fucking scrambling to get this shit together last second. We meet some of the security that's going to be doing everything. Um, they're walking up. You know, they walk out of the studio up into the arena to get everything kind of ready inside there. Um, they walk by some fans that are fucking livid and ready to go. They just want to get inside. They're pissed mostly because the vice president of the you know good old Merca, he's in town, and so he specifically needs one entrance all to himself and a couple of you know his little secret service dudes. But one motherfucker needs a whole half of a building to enter all by himself. I get it, you're important, but you're the vice president, man. Come on now. And everybody else, all the fans, the people that have actually paid to come to this shit, they're good. They're 
fucking hard-earned money have to enter in one little tiny door. Everybody, 17,000 of them are fucking standing in one little tiny line. Should be multiple. I'm sorry, that just is insane. But anyways, you know, we cut to, uh, there's some road work, you know. You know, we leave the arena, we go off to some road work. We see some guys that get rear-ended, and they rear, uh, they're, some security guys, and they get rear-ended by some fucking dudes out of nowhere, and you're like, what the fuck kind of guys are these driving like that, these assholes? Thank God they're into a cop, because these motherfuckers can end their day real quick. Anyways, the cops get out to check the damage to the vehicle. The driver pops his head out and says, sorry, my dog is missing, and I'm looking for him. That explains why you're such a dumbass while you're driving right now. I mean, God damn it, motherfucker. You at least gotta look where you're going. Son of a bitch. And I think this was the fucking passenger of all people, so you have to wonder what the driver's up to. Anyway, we, you know, he asked, the cop, of course, asked for an ID, wants to see that. Next thing you know, this fucking dude in the car fucking pulls out a machine gun and turns these cops into fucking confetti, literally. And we find out the fucking road workers, the construction dudes, were in on it. They had fucking delayed the cops... Because the the fucking these are some bad guys that wanted to fucking end up stealing their identification badges, so they, they needed these these fake IDs basically, as we find out to later get into the arena. The next thing you know, we cut to Van Dam arriving um, at the at his old home, and I say that because we meet he his you know his divorcee wife, and actually I don't even think she's she's actually looks like she's happily remarried. But he's there to pick up his kids. You know, his son is playing hockey with his stepdad. You can see that he's loving every moment of it. I'm surprised he didn't call him daddy at this point. <laughs> anyway, Van Dam does pull up. You know, he kind of gives a smug look to the other dude. And anyways, he's just happy to see his son. They run up, you know, connect, give each other a big old hug, high five and all that shit. And, you know, Van Dam says, hey, I noticed you got a fancy new stick. And... His son says, yeah, it was a gift from my stepdaddy, you know, don't you love it? And then another smug look, of course. And we find out it's the son's birthday, so he's super excited, you know. Uh, Dad has tickets to Game 7. He is going to the game day, guys. And Mom comes outside. She is livid that Van Damme showed up out of fucking nowhere, unplanned. She says, hey, you know, we've got reservations at the fucking local Olive Garden, we're not fucking missing it, you know what I mean? We don't want to be blacklisted from this fucking place. It's all-you-can-eat breadsticks, my God. And I'm thinking, yeah, that fucking shit, that, I love that. That sounds delicious, you know? Anyways, you know, the stepdad, you know, he gets, you know, he's excited, though, just because of the tickets. He's like, well, hey, honey, why don't you and the kids go to dinner? You know, me and, you know, my new buddy Van Dam will go to the game here. It'd be a good chance for us to bond. And Mom's like, fuck that idea. Anyways, you know... The daughter bursts through the screen door, so Van Dam does have multiple kids, of course. You know, he's got one of each, two and through kind of a deal. She's so excited to see Daddy Van Dam at this point. She teaches Van Dam some sign language, a little I love you, so cute and adorable. Mom is pissed, though. You know, the, the court order does say weekends only, and she gets every fucking holiday, including birthdays. And he is out of, just out of line here at this point. And she realizes, hey, you've only got two tickets that's not going to work. You've got two kids, and what the fuck are you going to do? And he says, well, hey, guess what? Got a new gig at the stadium, you know? He's working there. Awesome. You know, pay is free admission. But you got to save everyone's lives and fix a few leaky sinks in the way. We, that's what we find out. So replace a couple bulbs to fucking save a few lives, and you get to enjoy Game 7. What else could you ask for? 
mom does cave in. She does say, hey, I'll let it fucking slide this one time. You guys you know, can go ahead and enjoy yourselves. And they offer the game, they go. Uh, we cut to these bad guys, though. They're loading up massive bags that, of popcorn, of all fucking shit. Of popcorn. I was like, my God. And I don't know if we... Honestly, I don't remember ever seeing one explode. So I don't know what the fuck the popcorn was all about. <laughs> Anyways, they're loading up guns as well. These are bad guys. You gotta have guns if you're a bad guy. And they're also getting those fake IDs ready. So the IDs that they stole... Looks like it allows them an opportunity to see what a legit one looks like. But they fucking obviously Photoshop that shit the best they could. And they leave behind a little exploding stuffed penguin, you know, a little foreshadowing. It looks like, you know, the director isn't quite a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, sadly. And we go back to the stadium where security is visiting the kitchen. You know, the guy earlier from the ESPN studio, he's making his rounds. He goes into the kitchen. You know, he introduces a couple of his dudes to this one guy that's a chef. He's the main chef, and he says, no one gets past the kitchen Unless the chef says so. So this dude is the fucking head honcho of the fucking security. And he's going to make your goddamn main entree. That dude is amazing. Anyways, we cut to a sweet old lady back at her house. She's gardening and she's just having a great day. It's beautiful outside. And, you know, game day, so things are a little quiet out there. So she's got the neighborhood to herself practically. Some creepy fucking dude pulls up out of nowhere and... He says hello and randomly shows her a gun and he tells her to pretend like I'm your favorite nephew. And I'm like, that is fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> Anyways, back to the stadium and we've got only 90 minutes to go until game time. And Van Damme arrives with his kiddos. You know, he goes into the security entrance. You know, he's a legit fucking staff member so he's got to check in his little, his little side spot. So I guess security and staff have a little spot. You know, vice president has one door, then 17,000 other motherfuckers have their door. So, anyways, he goes in, and you know, he gets he cuts to the front of the line. I noticed uh, there's a long line of motherfuckers. He just jumps right ahead. I guess he's best pals with the dude that's checking people in. And his daughter gives, you know, the old guy that's running the whole thing, running the show, she gives him a stamp on the hand, and we find out the stamp is going to be an important factor later on in the, the, the film. So, of course, they have to introduce it of early on for no real fucking reason <laughs> uh, other than just to make the girl seem extra cute i guess but the bad guys we find out were behind van damme they were next in line they're the dudes that he cut so that might be you know part of the you know the agenda as to why these motherfuckers are extra pissed at him throughout the movie but anyways they present their fake ids and they work all a charm so they're in the plan is working beautifully thus far and Inside the arena, you know, we get Van Damme. He's greeted by a pretty lady walking in. You know, they're best buddies or whatever. And But we find out that she's the mascot, which is pretty neat. And the son of, you know, before that, he assumes that mascots are just sweaty, fat dudes. And so he's mighty excited to see. He's he's really happy to be wrong, basically, at this point. And, you know, the daughter, she leaves in the mascot. She's going to go just hang out and do some girl bonding. Um, and then... You know, she doesn't leave with a fat, sweaty guy. She leaves with a lady when she leaves with the mascot. So, son goes to hang out with dad. Sad, the dad knows a few dudes on the team, I guess. And he goes into the locker room. He wants, you know, he's going to go meet meet some players, you know, introduce his son, you know, dro- do some name dropping, you know what I mean? And it's kind of neat. You get to see some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff of them sharpening the skates, you know, taping up sticks, you know, getting their cups fucking secure and their jock straps, <laughs> 
And then, you know, you do meet some famous players. And once again, I apologize. I just don't quite know much about hockey, and I didn't quite catch the guy's name. But um, anyways, you know, he shows off. He's a French player, I guess. You know, he shows off his French skills. They, you know, he and Van Dam both can speak French very fluently, so they talk together. And <laughs> we learned some naughty words in French, I guess. I won't repeat them, but of course, because I can't remember, but they were some naughty French words. And, you know, the kid sees another player that... I guess Van Dam just fucking hates as his least favorite player. You know what I mean? He just ripped that fucking card up when it came in the pack. And the kid says to the dad, you know, you know, because they're he's talking to the guy. He tells the guy, you know, my dad, you know, talks all the shit about you all the time at home. And, you know, my dad used to play hockey. I bet he could fucking just fucking skate right by you. And, you know, the player says, let's play sometime. And he smiles and he's got no fucking front teeth. So Van Dam's like, nah, got to protect my moneymaker, buddy. Sorry. Anyways, we cut to a shot of 45 minutes until game time. So shit is just boot, scoot, and boogie and moving along here, guys. And then, you know, Van Dam meets up with his daughter. She had a great time with the mascot. And, you know, they say bye to her, you know, as she puts on her fucking head. So that kind of, for me, seeing, you know, the mascot without its head putting it on, I was like, that just kind of ruined the magic forever for me personally. So... Anyways, we go back into the kitchen. We've got Van Dam. You know, he introduces his kid to the fucking the chef, who's just some kind of a goddamn celebrity around there at this point. I guess everybody fucking knows this dude. And you know, and this guy can do some fucking tricks with a knife, of course, with his chopping knife. He's throwing it around, all kinds of shit. Anyways, and he asks Van Dam, you know, to change a light bulb. So we get to see what Van Dam really does at this place. And you know. Even the daughter thinks, you know, is this dad's full-time gig? And, and the son at first, though, is in denial. He's, no, he's just being a nice guy. This old fart can't do that shit himself. You know that. He can fucking do some cool knife tricks, but he can't change a bulb. So he's brittle. Anyways, we've only got 20 minutes to go. Time flies in Hollywood, guys. So we cut to the vice president arriving at the game. He walks right on past the guy's. The bad guys with the fake IDs, that is. They see the him walk on by. They give a little smirk. Their plan is working perfectly. And then we go back to the sweet old lady's house. She's just hanging out with her favorite nephew. He's got the munchies. He wants some cookies. She says, I've only got Fig Newtons. Of course, that old lady thing. we got to have Fig Newtons in the house. And then we cut back to the locker room. And guys, little warning, this film is fucking everywhere it is all over the place so we're going to be cutting back and forth constantly so jump on board with me right now anyways we got you know players of course in the locker room they're just getting themselves pumped up there's only a couple minutes until face off and we got one guy the one player that still is not dressed he's naked got his dick swinging got a goddamn jock strap on his head the vice president walks in the, the room at this point you know he's ready to go ahead and give him a, a nice little speech he gives a throw you know he has to ask of course are you Democrats or Republicans? So there's a little joke in the movie that goes, neither, you know, we're the Canadians. So there's a slight little LOL in there. So they've got to have a cheesy joke in the film, of course. I thought it was a little bit funny, to be honest. But anyways, Vice President, you know, he's walking out of the room. You know, he compliments the naked guy's outfit. And they ask, are you going to give the same speech to the opposing team? And of course he says, yes. And anyways, back to the old lady's house. And we've got the creepy nephew you know, he tells her, go ahead and dial your husband's work and read this piece of paper word for word. And we find out she is the wife of the chef slash head of security slash local celebrity. 
she tells him, you know, I've got two bad guys, you know, with that you're going to sneak in to see the vice president with you when you go to deliver the food. And don't say a word or the old lady gets it, basically. And so that's basically the gist. It was much nicer and cleaner than that. But that's literally what she says, that, you know, you're going to take two of these dudes that we're sending in and don't fucking complain because you're going to do it or we'll fucking blow the old lady away. So he's got to sneak these dudes in to see the vice president. So he doesn't know what to do. He's got that guilty conscience look on his face already. Anyways, you know, it's when he's on that phone, though, it's kind of an awesome bad guy moment because the chef, his response is, I swear if you hurt her, and the bad guy cuts him off and says, what, you'll burn my toast? And he just fucking lets out a big old laugh, big old gut fucking busting laugh. <laughs> Anyways, cue the bad guy boss officially. And he walks in just as planned. He shares a little head nod with the chef to give the sign that he's one of the guys that will be getting snuck in to see the vice president. He will help deliver the food. He will help cater the food. Anyways, we go into the vice presidential suite and everyone is sipping on some champagne. We've got two minutes to go. The two minute countdown until game time. You know, the chef takes the bad guy boss and the giant bowl of shrimp up to the suite. You know, Van Dam cut to him, taking the kids to sit down at their seats, and just as the national anthem starts. So they're running a little behind, of course. And during the anthem, the bad dudes start taking over. You know, the popcorn guys from earlier, they're from earlier in the movie, you know, they, they come up and they kill some dudes backstage and start, like I said, just fucking running the show at this point. And we've got guys on an elevator getting just blown away by the dudes with fake IDs. And we cut to the wheels, uh, the shrimp getting wheeled in. And, you know, the bad guys, they were even nice enough. You know, they're patriotic, I guess, because they did put their hands on the heart. And sorry, guys, but they weren't kneeling. They were they were putting their hands on their heart and standing. So, you know, cut to the old lady's house. And the fucking nephew, he's watching, you know, the game get ready to start. And then he fucking just stands up and shoots the old lady in the head and fucking steals the Fig Newtons. So this dude has to have some food for the road, I guess. And... The bad guys, like I said, they don't even wait for the end of the anthem. They are just fucking blowing shit up and blowing people away already inside this suite. So shit is already starting, hitting the fan. And it was a good plan, though. I mean, you're doing it at a time where nobody can hear a fucking thing besides the anthem. People are singing along and getting into the shit. And so, you know, fucking fireworks or whatever at this point. So, yeah, if you, and you got some silencers in your guns. Yeah, this shit is, like I said, their plan is fucking perfect at this point. It is, you know, nothing fucking tripping them up whatsoever. And we cut to the face-off. So the game time is officially here. And, you know, the announcer right before it kicks off, you know, our fucking faces off, you know, he makes a little funny remark about, you know, how tickets were hard to get and you couldn't even get in here if you were packing heat. This motherfucker doesn't know what he's in for, though, motherfucker. And we get some early action in the game. There's no goals, of course. It's just getting started. It's a low-scoring affair. And we're back in the suite. We've got a guy with a wound and he, that he's suffering from, and the, he's got his buddy that tries to help him, and the bad guy boss just shoots the fucking guy with the wound dead and then shoots his buddy that was just trying to help so this guy it just has no fucking morals whatsoever, the bad guy boss. He is just a fucking carefree motherfucker and just nasty. 
And then he fucking kills the chef. So I was like, no, this guy is a local celebrity. There's going to be the whole town's going to turn out for this funeral, I bet. And, you know, the bad guy boss makes a little remark about how his his wife was recently deceased. So he was going to be a lonely guy. So I guess he was just doing a gesture. But I, it was a good burn. That little little fucking little joke he made was a good burn, I'll be honest. <laughs> Anyways, you know, the vice president, you know, ask what the bad guy wants. You know, what the fuck are you here for, dude? You're killing people, but what do you want to make us stop you? And the bad guy boss, of course, wants world peace and no more mini-malls. This is 95, guys, so mini-malls were all the rave back then. I don't even know if the fucking last time I've seen one of those motherfuckers, honestly. It's, it's been a while, but... Anyways, back at the game, zero zero, of course... And Van Damme tells his kids, hey guys, sorry, I gotta get to work, but enjoy the game. Got you some good seats. He spots his son's water gun, though, right before he gets up and walks away. And he already knows, though, the son's up to no good. He kind of winks, boys will be boys. And, you know, but, you know, when I was a kid, I had one, but I was not taking that shit out in public. So that was a little bit weird. I was like, you know, there's gotta be a reason he's taking this gun, you know, other than just being a little asshole. And we find out there is a good reason. He, there will be a necessity for this gun, this little squirt gun. And anyways, Van Damme shows off his sign language to his daughter as he's leaving, a little I love you, a little cutesy stuff. And I bet this new skill, though, will easily get him laid at least a dozen times in his life, that he will do that shit try to show it off in the crowd of people he doesn't know, and he will be taking home a lady. I guarantee it. At least a dozen times. Anyways, we finally get a goal in the game. Fans are going wild. The, the local team, the Penguins, they're up 1-0. They're taking on the Blackhawks of uh, Chicago, by the way. I had you know, they, they are of Chicago. And anyways, back on the sweep, you know, the boss fires up a big old smoke, and he even admits to being a fan of the VP, the vice president, and he voted for him. So this, you know, he's a fan, guys. He truly is. He cares about this guy. But he shows him a, a piece of paper. You know, the vice president, like, what the fuck is all these random numbers? And he says, they're bank account numbers, dude. You should know this. You fucking, they're, they're the, they're, they belong to the government. These are specifically accounts that were frozen by the government for whatever fucking reason with a billion just slightly over a billion dollars and we want it all and so we find out bad guys you know they want money after each of the periods there's three periods to this game so they want a third of that money delivered after each period or people will die and you know the boss is willing to be blown up to prove his point so he is not jking guys and so the lady remarks you know a man with a manicure and $10,000 wristwatch won't do that. You know, she, you wouldn't blow yourself up. You're too rich. And then he just responds, it's $15,000 wristwatch. And just care, just walks away like it's no big deal. And the, so we've, only, we've got four minutes left in the first period. So, we, he, you know, he delivers this news a little bit late. And, you know, he, he said he, they got till the end of this fucking four-minute span now to deliver a third of a billion dollars. So good fucking luck. And... Cut to the manager security, you know, just getting chewed out on the phone about what's going on for the vice president. So I guess they get word of whatever the fuck is going on, however they found out, and they know shit is not looking too good at this point. And, you know, he says to to bring in help, you know, and, you know, put that fucking building on lockdown. The arena is on lockdown. Nobody gets in. Nobody gets out. We're fucking going to do this. Security is ready to fucking start tearing shit up, bust a bad guy. And then we cut to, you know, literally every cop 
ambulance, fire fucking truck, and that whole city coming in to help out. They are all there. They're all fucking driving in at the same time, crossing the bridge together, ready to make their fucking way there. Back to the game, you know. The Red Wings tie it up, so there's just under two minutes so they get a nice little break. Everybody can catch their breath. And there's only two minutes left in that first period. Tied one all. And as we see, though, no money has been moved, so the bad guy is not happy. He sees his accounts are sitting at zero bucks. And... Back to Van Dam, he gets his kids a soda, and um, or the Van Dam kids. That as we cut to them, you know they're hanging out, enjoying the game. You know their brothers being a big old pain in the ass, of course. Squirts assists with the water gun, like you know you're to be expected. And you know he starts talking shit on the dad all of a sudden. So he was a he loved his dad, and all of a sudden he can't fucking hate the guy. So you know daddy wasn't there, kind of bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> You know, he tells him, yeah, Dad must have went and changed a light bulb, I guess. And he makes the cis spiller pop, and she just takes off crying. She, of course, she loves her dad. She's a daddy's girl. And, you know, back, you know, we back to the uh, fucking suite, that is. You know, the fucking countdown, there's a few seconds left. First period is over. That bank account is at zero, and the bad guy boss is a man of his word. He fucking takes somebody out. He kills the mayor's wife, so he ain't fucking around, guys. He's taking out some important people. And, you know, we cut to the daughter going to the bathroom to wipe her tears off and all that. She sees the mascot, you know, her BFF at that point, you know, somebody she's been hanging out with throughout the day, and who just ignores her, so she's kind of confused, and the little girl opens up the stall, and a fucking just random dead girl falls out of it. We don't know who the fuck that is. At least I don't remember who the fuck. I think it was somebody's popcorn fucking person or, or soda vendor or whatever. I don't know. Somebody with cotton candy throughout the fucking shit. Just randomly dead for whatever reason. And a little girl runs out, and the fucking mascot, of course, chases after her, catches her, threatens to kill her mother if she talks. So I'm like, God damn, her daddy's going to be in danger tonight. And then get her mother's getting threatened. Her mother had nothing to do with this. That is fucked up. Anyways, you know, Van Dam gets a little quick break from work, goes to check on the kids. He notices his daughter is missing, and he is livid. He is fucking pissed. Takes the son's squirt gun and tells him, don't move. Literally, quote, even if the building is falling down around you, don't move. I don't know if that's, like, his life motto or what the fuck, but I was like, is that good advice or is that bad advice? I literally, I, I honestly couldn't tell. I was like... All right, Van Dam must be a smart man or whatever, because that is some bold advice to give to people. We we see Van Dam run after the daughter, and he sees that she's with the mascot. So I'm not sure if he feels relief or not at this point, because he sees who she's with. Uh, but he's knocking motherfuckers. He's chasing them down to get to her, and he's just running people out of the way. And he's he spills a fat dude's soda in his food. So I felt bad for this guy. He literally looked like he'd spent fucking a fuck ton of, like, you know, 100 bucks not only to get in the game, but probably 50 more on his crap to eat. And it's all on the floor. <laughs> you know, the mascot tries to take the little girl to the suite. Uh, you know, she's in on this shit, as we find out. She is a bad guy. So not sure who's in the suit, guys, but it's not who we thought it was. And so she is trying to sneak the little girl to the bad guys. She kills some security guards who are getting in her way. And you know, the, the, I noticed something as I was watching the, the the mascot. You know, she's referred to as Icy in the movie as her name, but on the back of her jersey it says Iceberg. So I was like, you know, Iceberg is a way cooler name. What the fuck, Icy? She's not a slushy, goddammit, from Seven Eleven. Just come on, really. Anyways, uh, we cut to you know 
the mascot, you know, tries to kill the little girl, but she's out of bullets, you know, sadly for the, the bat, you know, the mascot. But anyways, you know, she takes that girl into the suite for the boss to babysit. She does finally get access granted. She takes her in and says, I found this little girl. I'm not fucking with her. You watch her, you know, let her fucking hang out with you guys. Scare the shit out of her all you want. You know, little girl tells, you know, the the bad guy boss that her daddy's on his, uh, is on his way, you know. He's going to come fucking save me. And he's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you. Oh, shit, guys. Sorry, that's the wrong movie, guys. Sorry. No, no, no. She tells him, no, he's a firefighter, and he's a boss, and he's going to come find you, and this and that. You know what I mean? It's Van Damme, so you know he's going to fucking be there. And, you know, the bad guy boss, so he threatens to feed this little girl spiders if she doesn't tell him that his her daddy's name. So he is breaking out all the scare tactics at this point. And you know, the boss sends the mascot to go looking for Van Damme. He finds out who it is. And he says, go find this asshole and bring him to me, dead or alive, whatever you got to do kind of thing. And then, you know, Van Damme sees the mascot on the elevator. So they're they're meeting up with each other. He notices his daughter's hat on the ground and that she is missing. And, guys, it's, it's Van Damme versus a penguin time. So cut to Van Damme versus a penguin Sounds just awesome by the sound of it alone. And we're 38 minutes into the film by this point before we get a fight. I had to fucking look at the clock because I was like, dude, this is a Van Damme film. Where are the fucking splits and the kicks and all that awesomeness? And so we're 38 minutes minutes in before we get it. And it is on, guys. It is just fucking nonstop action. We get some Van Damme using a knife. He swings and misses. And then he starts to get his ass whooped by this fucking lady mascot. And the penguin, you know, she has some defensive techniques. She's blocking all that shit. You know, counter punches, all kinds of nice, awesome shit when she's fighting. And you know, the fight spills into the kitchen even. You know, fucking, you know, she sticks the, the fucking Van Damme's face up to the roast beef slicer and almost takes his goddamn face straight off. I noticed one thing, though, throughout the fight, there is an obvious stunt double for Van Tam, for Van Dam, that is. So I was a little disappointed. I was like, Cause you, could, you could see the guy's face. I mean, it wasn't just the back of him. You could see his face in a couple shots. Clear as fucking day. I was like, what the hell? So, I mean, I'm hoping that he was the one doing the kicks from what I could still see, but there was some definitely some shots where I was like, man, they are just making... They did not do a good job with the editing on this part, unfortunately. But, you know, anyways, Van Dam was slid across the make line in the kitchen... And he just misses the grill and the french fry basket. But he drops the fucking penguin's hand in that basket into the fucking hot-ass oil. And fucking starts, lifts her up and starts cutting the eyeball off the head and using the vent fan. <laughs> you know, then he, the penguin grabs a fucking meat tenderizer. And Van Damme just throws some crushed red pepper, a big bottle of it, right in her fucking mouth. And her, which goes into her, all over her face. <laughs> And then Van Damme, he takes over. The tables have turned. You know how a Van Damme fight goes, guys. There's a fucking shit ton of kicks, and he knocks her in this machine that starts cranking and rolling her up, and it starts causes her fucking head on the suit to just strangle the shit out of her, and it, of course, kills her. So Van Damme with the win. Overall, it was an okay fight. It was very laughable, of course, just based on what I told you guys. You just you got to see this. It was amazing in a laughable way. I guess it was okay. It had some moments in there, but Van Damme struggles and his stunt double saves the day, apparently. But back at the game, 
We see the son looking for the sister or the dad, but no sign. He's getting a little lonely at this point. Van Damme finds a security guy. He's got to tell him what just happened. He's kind of freaked out. But he's telling a bad guy with a fake ID. And we find out that, you know, the main guy from earlier and the, the security guy in the ESPN studio is part of the Secret Service. So he's an important dude. And, you know... You know, he gets a call from the bad guy boss, and the boss tells security to, to tell all the cops to back off or else, you know, he ain't fucking around. My, my plan's already worked up well, this well up to this point. I'm not backing down. You guys aren't going to get in the way. And, you know, back to the bad guy with the fake ID at this point. I mean, there is a lot of fucking unnecessary dialogue. I'm going to be honest with the, the bad guy boss at times up in the suite. He is just having too much fun up there. The movie drags on, drags on just a little bit because of that, but like I said, there's just cutting nonstop. We get back to um, the the bad guy with a fake ID, you know, trying to escort Van Damme to go find his daughter and uh, go looking for the penguin or whatever, and to go show him where he killed her at. And but suddenly the penguin is missing. She is not there. So this dude is like, your story sounds like shit. You know what I mean? We'll page your daughter and the penguin over the PA system. We'll get her to meet you up. You know what I mean? I bet she just went to go get some fucking some pretzel and cheese or whatever. And then the bad guy pulls a gun on Van Damme and fight number two begins. So we had to wait almost 40 minutes to get one fight. And now we've got two in a five minute span. So shit is about to be awesome. You know, and I think the kitchen was the fighting arena, the official fucking fighting spot for this fucking movie because shit just constantly spills into the kitchen, including this particular fight, of course. And Van Damme, you know, he, he keeps smashing, you know, this bad guy's face. I don't, it looked like a block of hot ice or some shit. I don't know what it was, a big fucking block of the frozen roast beef, maybe. I'm not sure, but, you know, he's smashing his face on it, which the dude's ear is getting stuck and frozen, you know, a la the kid from A Christmas Story. And then, you know, Van Damme's ripping his shit off, so he's tearing this dude's face apart. <laughs> In a pretty creative stall, I might add. I thought it was kind of neat. But, you know, the bad guy, he does finally admit to what's going on. He spills the beans. Um, but then he pulls a knife on Van Damme out of nowhere. and But fucking Van Damme stabs him in the neck with a chicken bone. So we get fucking all kinds of shit. The kitchen, like I said, is the place to be because if you want to kill somebody, you got all the weapons you need. Just open the kitchen door, dude. Overall, another short and sweet... Yeah, hard-fought victory for Van Damme. I don't know if it was intended to be funny. Like I said, it was ended with a KO via chicken bone. So to me, like, and then earlier with the other fight, it's a little bit laughable. I mean, I did. I mean, it wasn't you know gut busting, you know what I mean. But it was a chuckle throughout when, especially when I saw that because I didn't recall, I don't remember that part, you know. So I saw that I just kind of chuckled a little bit. I was like, oh great, you know what I mean. This is what to what to expect the rest of the way, but. But it was still an awesome fight. It was Van Damme, so you're definitely going to enjoy it regardless. And then, you know, we cut to a shot back at the game. And then, you know, the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, you know, they, the visiting team, you know, they take the lead 2-1. There's only 14 minutes left in the second period. And, you know, we get some shots outside of the arena, you know, show the cops and the FBI. They aren't going anywhere. They are there to fucking help protect and serve just as, you know, the slogan, the slogan says, guys. 
And then, you know, we get Van Dam, you know, looking for a phone. He's got to get a hold of somebody. There's nobody that he can trust. So he's got to call somebody he knows he can trust. You know, reach out and call somebody type of thing. You know, while he sneaks off his office, you know, to go looking for just a, a phone or whatever, and he ends up opening this closet, and he, he finds the girl who was the actual mascot. So she's dead in the closet. We find out where she was. Obviously, we knew something happened because it wasn't her that he killed in the fight. So, but of course, we have to find out that she's dead and fucked up and all that shit. So, anyways, Van Damme spots a cell phone. And it was, like I said, 1995. These, I was amazed he found it. It was pretty goddamn astonishing. I mean, he pulls up the antenna with a little flip-down mouthpiece. So it was fucking 10-pound fucking cell phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he calls 911. He tells them there's terrorists taking the over, the you know, the vice president. He's holding them hostage. And they're going to blow shit up. And, he, you know... They, you know, they place him on hold, you know, please hold. And anyways, they transfer him to the Secret Service guy, and he says, I already know, we beat you to it. And Van Damme's like, fuck you, dude, I'm in here fucking the one kicking some ass, and you're out there trying to get your buddies around, fucking plotting something that ain't gonna happen. So, anyways, you know, he tells them not to try anything, Van Damme, calm your shit, you know, cops will take care of it, that's what we're paid mildly to do, so... Suddenly, you know, tons of cars outside explode. Tailgaters are just getting blown away. You know, Van Dan tells him he's going to save the day. Fuck you guys. I'm I'm already, you know, halfway there, so why not just finish what I've started? And, you know, we get a shot back at the suite, and the vice president, you know, and he, you know, uh, or the bad guy boss it is, you know, he, he admits to the vice president that he is in the Secret Service. So, and I, that was something um, that I, you know... I love when I go back and watch a movie that I've seen many times, you know, dozens of times, and I catch a little tidbit that I'd never caught before, and that was one. Uh, so when he was, you know, giving his little spiel about who he is and what he's, why he's doing what he's doing, you know, he mentioned that he was in the Secret Service, and so, but he just, I guess, wants more money and wants to use the power that he does have and kind of has an inside scoop of things, so he's going to fucking do what he can, you know what I mean? And So I thought that was kind of neat. Like I said, I never knew that, so that was kind of cool. And, you know, just the way that they're going to have some character development, let's throw one sentence in there, and, oh, that'll shock some people, you know what I mean? So, anyways, we cut to Van Damme, you know, back in the office where he found the fucking cell phone, the cellular device, and, you know, this place has goddamn everything you need if you're a fucking dude, a hero to save the day in a movie. It's got lighter fluid, a lighter, a pencil, so Van Damme is ready for war. I mean, we're like, what the fuck? I mean, I can see some fluid lighters could be in danger, but what is this pencil really going to do? And I, I, I don't even think he uses it. I'm trying to remember. I don't. I think it was just to fucking maybe write down his goddamn plan at this point, but the Van Damme plan. So um, outside the arena, you know, helicopters are scoping out the scene. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, we see they're trying to drop down some of their, you know, military guys onto the roof to kind of, you know, sneak attack. Um, and, but, and then we see the favorite nephew, you know, he's a few rooftops over and, you know, he spots these guys. And so he decides to shoot him with a rocket launcher, fucking nails him. I mean, you really only get one chance and this dude is a dead eye on that shit. He fucking, fucking nails that shit and dudes fall into the goddamn top of the roof and just die from that. So it's pretty impressive and cool, cool effect, of course, with the helicopter exploding. Um, and then we get the bad guy boss. And he calls the Secret Service, and he reminds him, no fucking cops. What did I tell you? You know, do you get my, you catch my drift? 
are you picking up what I'm laying down kind of a thing. And, you know, back at the game, the Penguins tied up two off, folks. So, you know, the shit is getting exciting. It's back and forth. The tie game. Fans are fucking pumped. They're all standing. But Van Damme's son seems bored. He's the only one still sitting, just kind of sipping on his Coke or whatever. You know what I mean? Pius still looks a little bit lonely. Fucking guilt's starting to sink in, I'm sure, or whatever. But, you know, Van Damme wants to go see his son. He actually is kind of up to that point where he's going back to see him. But some bad guys are patrolling the aisles for him. So he has to delay that plan. Just hope that his kid won't fucking move like he was told. And But back outside the arena, you know, all of a sudden we see a Zamboni that comes full steam ahead towards a bunch of cop cars. They aren't going anywhere, guys, and they're paying for it. So we see that this Zamboni that just crashes into all these fucking cop cars, it's carrying a bunch of more dead cops. Another way to send a fucking nasty, harsh, serious message, though. And they, like I said, they are not playing. And back inside the arena, Van Damme goes into a bathroom. we got to take a quick piss break. You know, his phone fucking dies. He doesn't get any service, whatever. So he throws that shit against Amir. And we get a funny old guy. He's like, you know, don't be so mad. You know, the the home team will pull it off. You know, it's a tie game, dude. They're still, we're only, you know, not even halfway done. So, but Van Damme in the bathroom spots an explosive. So he knows, okay, so we got guns and we got bombs. So we got some shit about to go down. About to go, about to be blown up and shit going down. So... What's he do? He decides to, you know, try to, you know, defuse the bomb himself, and he cuts the first wire really slowly, and then that seems to work out fine, and then he decides, fuck it, let's just cut the second one, and just snips that shit without any hesitation, so I'm like, holy shit, and, but luckily it works, so I was like, did he need to cut the second one? I guess it was just a trial and error kind of a thing, see if what happens, I mean, we know what the worst case scenario is, but let's just find out what happens. And luckily, it works in his favor. You know, he defuses that shit. One down, however many more to go. And, you know, back to the suite. You know, the second period buzzer goes off, it sounds. And, you know, just as promised, the bad guy boss kills another innocent person. And this time, he kills the mayor. So I guess he feels bad for people that are widowed, doesn't want to leave him, you know, hanging kind of a thing. So he just takes him out, along with some somebody else as well, some other innocent fucking civilian probably that was, a, you know, an important person, of course, in society. Anyways, you know, we see Van Damme, you know, he sneaks into the scoreboard operator's office and demands to take over that shit. You know, he's typing messages on the screen you know, that appears outside, you know, that kind of displays, you know, fun little tidbits. Oh, tie game, you know, fucking check out, you know, the, the concert next week. But Van Damme throws up, you know, they got bombs. I'm taking over. I ain't fucking around or whatever he put on there. But he just gives him the status, little, you know, updates, and then he's going to disarm the bombs. And, you know, and then we cut to the favorite nephew blowing up something else with his rocket launcher. He spots these little messages that Van Damme's cutting, you know, sending out, you know, old school text messages or whatever they are. And, you know, decides, fuck this, you know, I'm cutting off communication. And blows that shit up. So this dude, like I said, he does not miss with this rocket launcher. And so he blows some more stuff up, sends another message. And we cut to Van Damme looking for more bombs. He says, you know, there's one here. There's got to be plenty more because there's this is a big-ass building. So let's get to looking. And, you know, while he's searching, you know, he rigs together some fucking awesome air gun that shoots these nails out of this out of his shirt sleeve that he's got going on. So 
he's a badass MacGyver type dude in this film, as we discover. So I don't know what the fucking firefighter Academy teaches these guys, but he is, he's awesome. <laughs> he is not play. And he's always got a strategy guys. He always does. And he finds another bomb. He knows the drill. This time he doesn't waste any time cutting the first or the second wire. So he's just, you know, find it, snip it. Let's go on, move on to the next one. And he's some bad guys spot Van Damme doing this shit, you know, trying to fucking spoil the plan. And so they pull some guns out, of course. So every bad guy's got a gun, or at least one. And, you know, but Van Damme shoots the bad guy with a nail gun. It was pretty goddamn awesome. You see him building this shit, and then it, just, it shoots right into the bad guy's fucking neck or his face or whatever, and just takes him out instantly. And then another bad guy shows up. and But luckily we get the Secret Service guy, and he's there to help. He takes out this dude, and, you know, Van Damme punches the fucking Secret Service guy for taking his sweet time to get there. You know, he's... My, my fucking daughter's missing, you know, the vice president, all this bullshit, you know, what is going on, you guys are supposed to be here to help, and you're, I'm the one doing all the dirty work, you know what I mean? But Van Damme, I guess with the pencil, I guess he apparently drew up a sweet-ass little fucking, you know, map of the, you know, what he assumes the building looks like, the bones of the place, and where he assumes these goddamn bombs will be, because, you know, if they're going to blow it up, they've got to probably place it here, so... Is Van Damme on this shit? I mean, the guy must be just a really good guesser or just a bomb expert. Like I said, he knows everything. Fucking everything. But And then, you know, shows him the map, tells him the plan that he has in mind. You know, Secret Service says, that's a good plan, let's go with that. So, obviously, they're not very prepared. And some more bad guys with guns show up, and, you know, all hell ensues. Of course, Van Damme fucking takes care of business again. It's a little TCB. But back on the suite, you know, the money is starting to flow at a crazy rate. All of a sudden, these account balances that were zero are just in the multi-millions all of a sudden. So their wishes are starting to come true. And, you know, the boss tells um, boss tells, uh, tells him secret accounts all over that uh, so he, you know, he, or he sees all the money that's coming in. So he's not really, you know, sweating any repercussions of any kind at this point. And, you know, the, bo- the bad guy boss, you know, like I said, he's been... Pretty extra cozy in the suite and just hanging out. He finally decides to hit the bricks, decides to leave the suite and go check out the rest of the arena. And we cut to him with a little meeting, a secret meeting, and it's with the Secret Service agent. So we find out this fucker's in on it too. So the Secret Service is full of nothing but just bad dudes. Crooked fucking cops kind of a thing. And, you know, he tells him what Van Damme is doing. He just tells him what the plan is, and he's like, yeah, this dude is a fucking master, he knows exactly what we have in mind, and he is about to fucking ruin it for us, you know what I mean? They got the money, so I don't know why the fuck they don't just bail at this point, most of it anyway is enough, so, I know, Van Damme had told the Secret Service guy where his kid is, um, so basically the boss tells him, you know, go fucking, you know, go get that kid then, god damn it, you know, he, you know where his kid is that he's got one, Go get him and bring him to me. Dead or alive kind of bullshit. And he goes to get the kid. You know, he, he tells him, that, hey, I'm your I'm your dad's best fucking friend. He invited me over for meatloaf tomorrow with you, you and your mom. And the kid just kind of looks up like, my dad is divorced, dude. He is a fucking, you know, he eats lonely man dinners every night. So what the fuck are you talking to meatloaf kind of shit? And he says, no. He's trying to give him some, he's the creepy guy, and offers him candy or goodies or whatever to come up there with him. <laughs> you know, the son tells him, the Secret Service guy, you know, if you if you touch me, I'll scream, goddammit. I will fucking just blow my rape whistle on your ass. And I am not going anywhere. <laughs> and so we 
Of course, you know, he's a good boy listening to Daddy, so that's awesome. But we cut to Van Damme in the basement of the building, and, you know, he's, it's cool lighting. It's a bunch of red bulbs fucking so he can see what the hell's going on. It's a fucking scary little basement, of course. But more bombs down there. If they're going to be anywhere, they're going to be at, the, you know, the foundation of the place. So if it's going to blow down there, the rest of that shit's coming with it. So suddenly the Secret Service guy, you know, he meets back up with Van Damme. And he reveals he's a bad guy too. So Van Damme is, you know, very disappointed at this point. He trusted him and he just disappointed and let down once again. And but Van Damme pulls out the lighter and the squirt gun. And I told that squirt gun was going to be important. We it's not just some random bullshit the kid had. He's a he's a weirdo for having it. But the dad put it to good use. And he sets this fucking dude on fire. He looks like fucking, when he finally gets the fire put out, this dude looks like Freddy Krueger. It is scary as hell, and Van Damme just fucking KOs him. Van Damme with the win once again. He's undefeated at this point. And you know, Van Damme is all about cell phones, because he steals this dude's cell phone. Um, you know, He checks his call history, sees that he you know, just decides to call whoever it was last time or whatever. It was real recent, so we got to call them back. A little Star 69 kind of thing. Calls, sees it was the bad guy boss, and Van Damme tells him, you know, I didn't call it a chat or whatever, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just here to spoil your plans if you didn't already fucking tell. So, <laughs> Van Damme says, you know, you know, I'll make a fucking scene or whatever I gotta do. I'll even, I'll cause the Navy to come out here. And he even specifically says, I'll get the Navy to come out here and fucking help me out. You know what I mean? I'll fucking run out onto the ice bare ass naked. Fucking streaking, letting know that you got bombs, so everybody's gonna be concerned, and the Navy's gonna come save the day, of all people. So they're gonna they're gonna it might take a while to get them, you know, to pull on port, and then back on fucking mainland. But anyways, you know, he hangs up. You know, the bad guy boss offers the, the little daughter a smoke because it's his tradition before he kills somebody. Another scare tactic, and this dude's good at this point. I'm thinking. He's not the best bad guy boss of all time, but he's got some good one-liners, apparently. You know what I mean? He's fucking creative. And, she, you know, she says, you know, there was something wrong with your brain when you were born. And then she fucking, like I said, guys, the stamper was going to come in handy. She looks like she's going to slap him but she in the face, but she goes and kind of connects and hits him on the hand with his, her little stamper and leaves a little fucking stamp of whatever it is on his goddamn hand, so... Yeah, that will come in later, so we'll talk about that soon. But anyways, we cut back to the game. The Penguins score, and they are up 3-2 to two with only 11 minutes left. So we are nearing the, the end of the game here. Good news for the home fans, but not really because you're going to die if, as soon as the game ends. You know, Hopefully you win. At least you'll go out as fucking champs, I guess. Dying as champs. Uh, but right away... That lead does not last long as the Blackhawks tie it back up at three all. It was the lead. I don't. I didn't get a chance to clock. It was probably ten seconds. You know what I mean. And anyways, the we find out the reason they scored so quickly is because I guess the goalie's got you know the fucking flu and the diarrhea or whatever, and he's got to go puke. So he he fucking bolts off the ice. Fucking you know they throw in some scrub up you know back in there just to cover the fucking goal, and he fucking is gone. And you know cut to the bad guy boss calling Van Dam. Hey gang, real quick, want to give a big thank you to the creator of our opening and closing theme songs, musical genius Dan Pfeiffer. If you enjoy those tracks, you can listen to them, along with many more of his, at the app Reverb Nation. Search his channel name, Dan Pfeiffer. That's spelled P-F-E-I-F-E-R. Dan the man, thanks again.
So cut to Van Dam getting a call on his cell phone from the bad guy boss, and they're chit-chatting, you know, having a good talk, and all of a sudden a goal is scored in the background, the buzzer goes off, and the bad guy boss knows exactly where Van Dam is at. He's at bomb number seven, sends the bad guys off to go looking for him. Van Dam hangs up, decides to bail. He runs up into the stands, and a couple bad guys, two bad guys, you know, spot him and, you know, surround him and plant a little monkey in the middle at that point. Van Dam doesn't know where to go, so he just spots a, a fucking popcorn guy or soda guy and just shoves him into the fucking bad guys and starts leaping over the rows at this point, squishing all kinds of fans as he's, you know, leaping all over the fucking place. Van Dam just needs a place to hide out for a moment, catch his breath, so he goes up into this equipment area, you know, wherever at, you know, backstage kind of thing, and uh, we do get a shot back at the game. The Blackhawks have taken the lead 4-3, so the fans are getting nervous and restless and getting a little antsy and all that shit, and next thing you know, we see Van Dam sneaking into the Penguins locker room. He knows it's going to be quiet in there, all the players are out on the ice, but he does see one goalie, the goalie that is one player, the goalie, passed out, you know, laying there trying to get some oxygen and recover from just shitting and puking his brains out and all that stuff. And next thing you know, the bad guys are not far behind Van Dam. They enter the locker room a half moment later, and they see the goalie line there too, but they see that he's half naked. His uniform is fucking missing. They don't think anything of it, of course. But next thing you know, we cut to Van Dam in the fucking stolen jersey. He's skating out there on the ice. He's dressed in the uniform, looking fucking fly for a white guy kind of a thing. He sits on the team bench real casual, you know, keeping to himself. You know, coach tells him, you know, are you feeling all right? Well, then get the fuck in there. And he literally tells him, get the fuck in there. You're a star player, goddammit. You know, you're the fucking league MVP, dude. What are you doing to sit in here? You know, Van Dam looks like a natural in the ice, folks. Like I said, there we find out earlier that he did play some hockey back in, you know, some peewee shit or whatever and when he was a kiddo, I guess, and I don't know how far he got necessarily, but, you know, he, he has some experience under his belt, we'll say. You know, he, he slides over into the goalie box. You know, he does look a little timid when he first gets over there, and, you know, the game just starts going, and he does have a slight panic attack, it looks like, each time they start to come after him. <laughs> I mean, they're they're coming up to shoot the goal, and he fucking his eyes are getting so big. He you know he looks a little nervous as fuck, but he does block a shot, you know, with his glove, and it's the save of the year. You know, Van Dam after the save of the year looks up to his son, and his seat, you know, is where he's at. Wants to give a little shout out, you know what I mean? Shows off the sign language, a little "I love you." The son stands up and instantly knows who's who it is, and he's like, "Oh my god, this isn't that player. This is dad out there. Fucking the shot, the save of the year. My god, this is amazing. My dad's a hero. He doesn't just change light bulbs. He fucking has the shot of the year. He saves goals, folks. And there's only four minutes left in the game, so it is literally getting to the end here. And Van Dam says, "I gotta get the fuck out of here. I can't do this." He decides to start a brawl. He's punching an opposing player. You know, he gets sent to the penalty box. And Coach on the lo- along the way says, that's a $1,000 fine. So and I'm thinking, $1,000 fine? That's not a bad deal to punch a dude's face in and have everyone celebrate it and fucking no jail time? Hell yeah. 1000 bucks. Count me in. <laughs> Anyways, Van Dam runs back to the locker room. You know, some bad guys are right behind him. They notice that's not the goalie. That's fucking Van Dam, damn it. So we got to go get him. So Van Dam it. <laughs> 
And Van Damme, he uses his giant goalie pads as weapons before he takes the uniform eventually off. So he's fucking doing his famous, you know, fucking roundhouse kicks with some goalie pads on. It's amazing. But he gra- grabs a gun from one of the bad guys. And, you know, after he kills that dude, and then he goes into the weight room where a fucking gunfight ensues. And they're just blasting up this fucking place. Bolts are flying off fucking weight plates and taking out fucking glass mirrors so dudes won't be able to fucking flex and shit. So... And Van Dam is out of bullets, and so what's he do? He's like a guy. He's guys. He's creative. We know this at this point. So he uses the weight machines to take this dude out. It is amazing, and it's more comical fight scenes. I mean, these aren't real, you know, real detailed and lengthy. These are really fucking short and sweet, as we've seen. The the penguin fight was the highlight of the fucking deal, but you know, there's plenty more throughout, and but just really comical, just the way. Like I said, he's, you know, just using his environment to help him throughout, which is neat, interesting, creative, whatever, but still at the same time fucking goofy and laughable and comical, so. But, but Van Damme with the win, and so he tries to exit the locker room, but he's attacked by another bad guy. These guys just are coming in waves and won't end, so, you know, Van Damme smashes the dude, his, his face and jams his hand on this machine or whatever, fucking takes this guy out, and fucking, like I said, he's using everything that's available as a weapon, and fucking with the win, Van Dam. <laughs> so we cut back to the game, the Penguins score a goal, literally at the buzzer, they were down 4-3, and slow motion, you know, countdown from 10, it literally feels like forever, but he shoots it with like one on the clock, I mean, or reaches back with a stick with like one on the clock, I'm thinking, one second to reach back, shoot, hit the, make contact, get it to fucking go to the goal, there's no way, but he does it, he makes it happen, apparently there's no replay at this time, or in hockey, I don't know, but they didn't use it, of course, so he ties the game at 4-all, sends the game into sudden death, now we know what the title of the film means, guys, it's not just the fucking, the way that the fights are, but it's also the name of the fucking game, so, cut to the announcers explaining the rules, Helpful for me. I mean, I kind of know the jits. I'm a sports fan, but like I said, not a real in-depth hockey guy. But anyways, the way that it works for sudden death is first team to score wins. It is the championship, so there are no time limits. Seems pretty simple, pretty straightforward. You know, there's got to be a winner. Somebody's got to take home the trophy, the gold, or the silver, whatever the fuck it is for these guys. But uh, the bad guy boss, he's in the suite. He's getting excited because there's a few more minutes of anticipation if he didn't get his money yet, that buys him a few more minutes and he maybe gets to kill some more motherfuckers along the way. So, cut to Van Damme in the basement of that building. You know, he's creating his own explosives. He's, you know, the MacGyver of this fucking shit, so he's got to do his thing. And, you know, he's he's doing shit out of flour and a mason jar. I'm like, what is he going to do with this? I mean, is he baking something? What is going on? No way, motherfucker. He's going to blow something up with this shit. And, you know, he decides, you know, to climb up to the very top of the roof. You know, he spots bad guys, so Van Damme, you know, jumps down on this little bar before the guy spots him and just hanging over the parking lot kind of thing, climbs along the side. I'm like, this dude is fucking just, he is nuts. Adam just fucking does what he wants to do. <laughs> but anyways, he hops back up when the bad guy isn't quite looking, and then Van Damme, you know, ends up punching this, or fucking taking this dude out, fucking pushes the bad guy off the roof, so, you see the guy slide down the fucking dome, it's awesome, cool shot, and then anyways, there's a brief shot back on the suite of the bad guy in charge of monitoring cameras, who is slacking off, so basically he doesn't see Van Damme up there to fucking, you know, 
do what he's got to do to fucking, you know, prevent him from getting in there. He's actually playing the game Doom on the computer versus, you know, watching the camera footage. I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, man, that took me back to some good times. You know, fucking Doom on the fucking, you know, Windows 95 or whatever, the computers. <laughs> so, the big old fucking heavy-ass fucking computers. But, cut back to Van Damme, who triggers the switch and opens the dome roof. So, it's fucking nighttime out, but he fucking triggers this shit open and... I don't know if any of the fans happen to notice it. I don't, how could you not, though, at that point? But, you know, a bad guy sees Van Damme and almost pushes him off into the roof. So, you know, of course, there's another bad guy wrist around the corner wherever you go at this place. And Van Damme, when he's not looking, you know, he gets fucking pushed, almost falls off into the arena. You know, hey, like we see he's a strong motherfucker. If he can hang with two, he's going to hang with one, no doubt. So he's just hanging there, just fucking just chilling for a moment, trying to, get, you know, pull himself back up. He does, and eventually throws that guy off the roof. But this dude, luckily, doesn't splat on the floor. No, he falls onto a light that's hanging off the roof, grabs onto that shit. He's the bad guy's trying to swing back and forth to you know throw himself into the you know a ledge or something. But he ends up fucking falling and splats on the scoreboard of all places. So scoreboard starts sparking. Announcer literally screams, "Holy shit!" So and the fans just freak the fuck out. Van Damme decides to tie a rope onto himself, leaps into the arena from the roof. <clears throat> he swings over to a ledge <clears throat> and leaps onto a camera. So he's, <clears throat> you know, he's fucking swinging like Spider-Man, leaps onto this camera that's on the fucking rooftop that rolls down on some little lever or some shit. And as it's rolling, he drops down on one of those little, those little hanging lights on the little rope part. And then he starts swinging on that shit, but he's a lot fucking more badass than the bad guy, you know what I mean, he doesn't fall and splat, nope, he throws his little mason jar bomb at the fucking suite, so he knows exactly where he's going, he drops the light that's near the suite he needs to get in, blows a hole in that fucker, so he's got a hole as an entrance, <clears throat> so he decides to drop in and crash the party, and we got, you know, the bad guy boss sneaks out, um, and just Van Damme meets up with his daughter and the vice president, he's feeling some relief. And so we cut to everyone in the stands fleeing. So we cut to the fucking building literally falling down around everyone everywhere. And everybody in the stands is fleeing except for Van Damme's son. So he did exactly what his dad told him to do. Don't fucking move even if the building is falling down around you. And so people are fucking scurrying out of there. They're tripping over each other to escape. And... The bad guy, he decides to flip all the switches on the detonator just to see how many Van Damme happened to catch. And Van Damme did miss one, guys, because it, it blows up and it causes the toilets to explode and fucking shitty water is going everywhere. It causes a bunch of fans to trip and fall and cause more fucking accidents. And Van Damme takes the daughter to find his son at the sea and he is happy to see that his son did it as he was told. He's waiting there, like, don't fucking move, and he didn't, he was so proud of him, you could just sit, see it in his fucking face, and so they share a hug, and, you know, the daughter spots the bad guy, you know, boss kind of walking by, he's got some shitty ass disguise on, some fake mustache halfway falling off, but she knows it's him, because I told you guys, the stamp, it's so important, because she sees that stamp on his hand, I don't know how I didn't fucking sweat off at that point, or whatever, I know it wasn't long ago, but Jesus Christ, that's an important plot point, a stamp on this dude, but... Anyways, she starts to slowly walk over to him because she's trying to fucking, you know, she knows who this guy is. And she's trying to say, Dad, I found him. And 
but fucking dad is not behind her. And so the bad guy boss snatches the daughter up again, and Van Damme hears her scream, and he starts chasing after. He's like, God, I just can't catch a break today. (laughs) And so they go up to the roof where a helicopter is waiting for the bad guy boss. Van Damme jumps in the boss, stops him before he can get on the uh, helicopter. And, you know, he tries to drop the daughter and Van Damme off the fucking roof of the arena. So this guy's just a fucking total asshole. Just a bad dude all around. But, you know, the boss pulls a gun out. Mostly uses it as a scare tactic. Points it at the daughter. Van Damme leaps to save her, but he doesn't even fucking shoot. The bad guy just did that so he could hop onto the helicopter and get the fuck out of there. It works like a charm. Like I said, his plan is fucking executed flawlessly and is working beautifully. So... Um, Van, you know, he hops on the helicopter rope ladder, Van Damme's just making sure that, you know, shit, I didn't hear a bullet be alright, I didn't hear a gunshot or anything, but you're good to go, I'm fine, but he's a few steps behind the bad guy, but he hops up on the ladder, onto that fucking helicopter, you know, and he's, I think he's just either just says, I don't want to fucking waste my time to go up there, or he's just too goddamn tired, but because he just decides from that last bottom rung, he's just hanging there, and shoots his fucking the gun he's got on him through the bottom of the goddamn helicopter. He shoots a couple rounds up through it, kills the favorite nephew, who is the pilot of the fucking thing, and so that causes, you know, he's dead, his hand gets stuck on the little fucking gear or whatever, and he all of a sudden, you know, helicopter turns vertical, and he begins to go, you know, downward through the roof, so they were trying to make this fucking amazing exit, but all of a sudden they're going to make this glorious entrance into the arena via helicopter, something that I don't think I've ever seen in a film and probably never will again. I read that they had to do this in one shot, and I can see why, so they had fucking cameras everywhere to film this shit and get the perfect fucking view, and it was a cool effect. I thought it was kind of interesting the way they did it, and it looked very real, because it was. They literally blew up a fucking helicopter in an arena, which is awesome, and so, um, you know, Van Damme shoots the dude, uh, the shoots the fucking pilot, causes the fucking helicopter to start going back downwards. You know, Van Damme had hopped off by this point, back onto the roof. And, you know, the bad guy boss, he's trying one last effort, you know, to push that, that little control wheel back up, but it's fucking stuck. He can't fucking, he just realizes I'm fucked. God damn it, I have all this money, and I'm fucked. I'm a dead man. And <laughs> anyways, as he's going down, he's flying into the arena, he and Van Damme share one last little fucking glance at each other, one last little moment, and, you know, the boss has this sad look on his face. It kind of reminded me of the T2, Terminator 2 ending, you know. I was waiting for a nice little thumbs up as he as he's ending off, you know, going off camera or whatever, but uh, anyways, the boss, he's, you know, he seems like he's cool as a cucumber as he spots Van Damme, but then as he notices he's about to be fucking, you know, just donezo, he fucking lets out one last scream, the helicopter crashes into the hockey rink, and Van Dam can finally breathe a sigh of relief. So we cut to Van Dam on a stretcher. His kids are all both back in love with him. They're bragging about how he's a fireman, you know? Fuck the light bulbs. This guy is a fireman and a hero. And, you know, you know, and thank you for all your service to all the firefighters out there, but how the fuck does he have all these skills? You know, there's no I guess there's no way they teach, you know, you know, any of these guys that kind of stuff. But anyways. You know, we end it with a shot of the arena from a distance. It's still in one piece, so apparently everybody made it out of there and went home safe and sound. And roll credits. So yeah, guys, that was another solid Van Dam flick. Sudden death. 
1995's own, very own, and um, not the classic martial arts film that he's traditionally known for, but a pretty decent action movie. The effects are really well done. Some shitty CGI at the end there when he's hanging off the roof, looking down at the rink, you know, with the bad guys trying to fuck him over and drop him and end it all. But most of the way, it was really great, really well done, with the, especially the action part of the like I said, the, the explosions were great. All the gunfights were awesome. So probably one of the better action films for Van Damme and probably the last good action film of his specifically today is Mar- he's done some martial arts stuff that are good, but like the Kickboxer remix, I think those are all right. But action-wise, this is probably the last good one. The director dvd shit's mostly shit. So um, it did start somewhat slow, like I said, about 38 minutes to get into the first fight. But it, once that happened, it, they were just fucking nonstop after that point. There's not a lot of character development, unfortunately, so you don't really get a chance to root for anybody besides Van Damme. Just, you get, just, and if you don't really like him, and going into the movie, if you're not a true fan, you probably didn't give a fuck really honestly about him. You might have a little remorse because of how the girl died in his arms in the beginning, but other than that, you don't really get to know him or even know how he responded to the whole situation specifically. So, anyways, you know... Um, yeah, I guess so we feel a little sad, bad, but other than that, you're like, you don't really see any emotion or mention of anything again about that incident. Um, Powers Booth did an okay job as a bad guy. Not great, not even really good, but just okay. You know, he was stale in his delivery and, um, did have some good one-liners in here and there, but just didn't have that evil personality, if you ask me, but good overall plot to this, into the film, um, known as one of those, another die hard in a blank but, you know, the film still stands out. This would be a diehard in a hockey arena kind of bullshit. But, and it was a great film. I still enjoyed it. I don't think it's a true diehard knockoff. Maybe terrorist in a movie doesn't necessarily mean it's a diehard film, but whatever. Um, like I said, I'm not a hockey fan, but I still thought the idea was cool. It was executed well with the arena. It was, it was a good way that they decided to, you know, use the hockey rink to make the explosion because that ice is firm as shit. Just a cool setting, you know, they were able to, you know, engage everything really nicely. And uh, the fight scenes aren't really the greatest, but they are but they are fair, you know, for, you know, the type of film this is. It's not really a martial arts film, but they, you get some cool, you get some kicks. It's Van Damme, so you're going to get some of that shit, get some splits and some kicks. The fights are laughable. Like I said, I definitely did some literally LOL'd at times, but not bad. You get enough of them, so you, you learn to appreciate it and still enjoy some of the, some of the tidbits throughout. Um, it's a little long at an hour and 50 minutes. I just think there was too many shots inside the suites and a lot of unnecessary dialogue at times. It should have been closer to maybe 90-ish minutes or maybe 100 tops cut, you know, a couple scenes, and it would have had a better flow. But Van Damme overall is pretty great in this film. You know, he's got kind of that average guy, you know, personality to him, but the fucking skills of a fucking madman. He's just awesome. And on my one through five star recommend scale, I give it a four star recommend. You know, the first past couple episodes have both been five stars because those are just fucking awesome flicks for Van Damme. This one's still up there, but I give it a four star because the bad guys suck. You know, the fights aren't necessarily memorable other than the penguin. So, I mean, you get some cool fucking highlights, but you get some lowlights too. So, it's a four star recommend. Um, The action scenes are top notch. They still hold up years later, you know, 20 some years later. Plus a pretty good plot that is easy to understand and follow. Not a, you know, you don't get confused. Not a lot of fucking continuing to, you know, a lot of errors with the fucking shit. You know what I mean? It was just, it was good. It was easy. It was, they laid out for you and this is what it is. It's have some fun. 
Um, I saw it as a few times as a kid, but it never really stood out as a favorite of Van Damme's films or as a favorite of mine. But as an adult, I began to appreciate it more, I think, just because the plot was really what carried the film and not the fighting, in a sense. Um, but it's not a bad movie by any stretch. Just somewhat silly fight scenes. It's a simple action flick. Um, it doesn't have a real deep of a story, but, you know, the bad guy wants money, holds people hostage, action hero saves the day. That's, that's what it is, and it's Van Damme is starring. So it's you know what you're going to get when you buy your movie ticket at the time and or when you kick back and watch it nowadays, and it's it's, a, it's fun. You know, uh, fun fact, um, it was originally written as a sports action parody film, so you can kind of see little, little hints of that throughout, but it was totally rewritten apparently, and the only scene that remained was the fight versus the penguin. But guys, that officially concludes Sudden Death. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, as far as next week, we are still continuing with Van Damme Entertaining Month. It'll probably be his last title I do for the month. I don't know. There's no clue. But it's a surprise. I'll, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write down 10 of his titles um, and just do a drawing at random. And I'll post that drawing as a video on YouTube and on the Facebook, of course. Um, but the 10 titles will mostly be stuff pre-millennium. Um, the days of Van Damme films in the theater, so none of that fucking direct fucking video bullshit, none of that none of that nonsense. So, um, But this will be a surprise for you and for me. So, you know, look forward to the videos as far as what we'll be talking about next time. But I want to thank you guys again and to be continued. Hey gang, thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can download and listen to plenty more on iTunes. Search Guilty Pleasure Movies, rate and review, please and thank you. Or you can follow me on my host app where I make all my shows, which is Anchor. You can definitely follow me at Twitter, YouTube, search GPM Podcast. And the most interactive way to engage with the show is through our Facebook page. Just search Guilty Pleasure Movies. I'll have voter polls, videos, all kinds of good announcements on there. Like, share, and follow, please, and thank you. And when you do message, make sure you go ahead and leave your favorite Guilty Pleasure movie title. And you'll have a chance to have your guiltiness of why you love that movie on the show. And once again, guys, let's jam. Thank you.